I prefer that than if she was wearing a glove and kissed me. Welcome to Lunchtime in Rome. This is episode 70, and we will be discussing pandemic emotions, the things that you thought and felt and tried to do while you are in quarantine to not feel so alone. Um, we welcome you to join us. We, we had it uh, a couple years, and for as big as our pool is, it's just kind of a hassle. Like there's and there's there's automatic ones, and you're right. You get the roller, and then yeah. you're spending. Well, big bucks. I mean, like yeah. we had a roller, but it's still like you still had to physically roll it and unroll it. Right. There's ones where you push a button and it yeah. just goes over, and so that'd be cool. Uh, that would be pretty cool. Or, <laughs> that'd be expensive. Or uh, I think we're going to get a heater at some point. Um, I'm looking at all the options for that, and that's not cheap, but. Um, it's a lot less work and over the long term, it, you know, it, to me, it would pay off cause I love to swim. You know, I'd be in it in April and close it in November if I, if I could, Yeah, you would. You know, and, um, oh, I'd come over if it was heated like in November, I totally would do that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, but when you do that, can you keep a pool that heated? Like I thought like heated just kind of. Uh, well, it's it more fine tuning than it gross no, it tuning. No, it depends on the size of the pool. Like my aunt can, she has a, she has an above ground, and it's it's not a massive one, and she keeps it at like ninety five, a hundred degrees. Like oh she, my hot tub. Yeah, she keeps it like that's like, hot. I was just like, why not buy a hot tub? Just yeah, buy that's a hot not tub. refreshing. No, she, you get in and you're like, man, I got to jump in a pool, like right. another pool, because <laughs> yeah. this is too hot. So I think with mine, like it would be expensive to run. Like if I wanted to run it that hot all the time, it would be expensive. But I mean, around here, you know, you get into July and it's it stays pretty much in the the, the mid eighties. Um, right. You know, the pool water does. So um, I don't think I'll need to have it run it all year round. But certainly for like this time of year, um, I would. Um, but I but and to tie in with kind of what what I did this week and. Um, you know, still working from home, always have been, but it's been nice because I now have the pool open. It's been a gorgeous couple of days. Um, and so now I can, I love, one of my favorite things is to wake up and go out and jump in the pool. You know, whatever time it is, this, this morning, it was about seven o'clock. I went, got up and went and jumped in the pool and was doing laps to get my exercise in. I was doing push-ups on the diving board. And like, I just, I felt so good after I got all that done. And then like the sun wasn't out, but it was just the, 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 the fresh air, the birds are chirping, you know, everything's starting to bloom right now. It just smells so, so good. Yep. And, um, and then my, and then Abby came out and we got to swim a little bit together and then she had a, this boomerang that she won. We were trying to throw the boomerang around and this is all before like eight o'clock, you know, that's amazing. And then I went and, and had breakfast and, and went to work and, um, it was like I was just in this moment with Abby. I actually threw her boomerang and it got, it got I lost it in the uh, the, <laughs> the hedges. I ended up finding it, but it was like I, I like the second time I threw it, it went right in the hedges, and I was like, oh man, this is not. I don't disappoint her. I gotta, I better find this thing. <laughs> uh, and I'm in my flip flops and everything, and um, so. But anyways, I mean, it was just like in those moments, I was like, man, this is really good, and um, you know, it was just a great, great way to start the day. So. It would be uh, I would be remiss if we uh, before we moved on to an incredible story that we left off of last week. Angela um, 
from church, you guys know Angela, is uh, going through some stuff and just want her to know that she's got a meeting coming up Friday and let them know uh, it's not okay. And she's going through some stuff. She's in a rehabilitation center. Um, and we are with you. Uh, I'm frustrated. It's crap reading your stuff mm. um, just now. And she brings up a point that, you know, the one nurse that's not treating her great, you know, that lady's got her own issues. Mm. And, and that's true. Yep. Hurt people hurt people. Yep. But it's not okay. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I don't ever want to let that come across that, that we're saying, well, if people are hurt, then it's okay that they hurt you. Like, no, it never is. No. And so you make sure you stand up for you. Uh, you know, if you got to give Miss Rachel a call, um, she'll come and swing the hammer. Um, and she, she will not join you in your emotion at all. She'll just go straight to rage. She's the muscle. Right. She's the muscle. She's the hammer if you need her. Um, because sometimes you got to call somebody to get things done. And Eric, you went through that early in this quarantine period, did you not? Well, yes. So. <laughs> I'm going to try to sum up this story because it could, it could take about a I believe a Princess minute. Bride said there is no time to uh, explain. So <laughs> let me sum up. <laughs> so one night I am sitting in this studio playing Call of Duty. What? And uh, I hear this loud bang and then a, a car take off and uh, just revs the engine. And uh, I thought to myself... It just maybe might have been like a like an old truck, you know, old truck door. They slammed it and then they you know just drove off. But it was loud and it like I just it just kind of like got my attention enough to like stand up and look out the window and come to find that I see our trash cans were hit and all of our trash is all over the front mm, lawn. Like, stinking raccoons, <laughs> right? And I was like, somebody hit our trash cans. And um, so my first thought was. It was um, like some maybe teenager. They were texting. They didn't see our trash cans. They were driving through the neighborhood. They accidentally hit them because you know they're right. Because this is in lockdown. This is this is lockdown. We're locked down. Early March, no, late March. Late March, and you know maybe they hit her and they were embarrassed and then they drove off. And I was like, yeah, I get it, whatever. But you texted us and you were freaked out a little bit. I was because it was like it was just eerie. It just felt eerie. Violated, you, you know, the benefit of the doubt. You know, it happens once, and you, you right, right, right. You know, yeah. maybe somebody was texting and just happened to right, exactly, not paying attention. And uh, so then the next week, Amy and I are sitting in the living room. Oh, and this happened at about first week. It happened uh, around eleven o'clock. The second week, it was around ten forty-five. Amy and I are sitting in the living room watching television, and I could see out our front living room window we have. Um, these like cloth shades and you can you can see through the shades but you can't make anything out so you can see like a like a like a little light you know you can see light shining through a little bit but you know I, but i could see a car slow down a car lights slow down then rev up hit the cans and then drive off and i was like what okay so now this is twice in a twice in a row that's weird around the same time around the same time yeah. and obviously that's weird sorry to speak for you but no it's okay Obviously, in your head, you wronged somebody, right? I'm like, who did we tick off? Like, what? Because it wasn't your whole street. On? Like, it wasn't. Your yeah, whole it was just street. us, yeah. right? It's just us, and you know, I'm like, why are we being, you know, specifically singled you out, know, targeted? Twice? Yeah, targeted. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I call the police, and I'm like, because I'm like, this is a little concerning to me, and like, you know, I. You know, uh, I want to keep our neighborhood nice and quiet. I love our neighborhood. Everything was fine until the Hammonds moved <laughs> that's in. That's right. That's right. 
Um, and uh, then they get their metal roof. <laughs> the only one in the neighborhood sticking out like a sore thumb. Don't tell Amy. Um, and uh, so I called the police. Nice guy shows up, and he was he was concerned, and he was just like, "Why would somebody do this to their own car? Why would somebody risk damaging their car? You know, this is like this is pathetic." Um, and you know, I totally agreed. And. Uh, <laughs> Um, he took a report down. Didn't and he give you some advice about what to put out there at the curb? No, he did not. But <laughs> there might have been some discussion about putting like some water, is filling the the ninety six gallon. You did some research and found out concrete would be better. <laughs> that was my advice. <laughs> that was, that was your. Advice. Advice. I knew yeah. somebody that had actually yeah. done that. Water would be harmless. Um, well, but you said it would be eight hundred pounds. Yeah, it would be really freaking. See, that's heavy. not harmless. <laughs> If you but but that, I mean, like, it wouldn't be like, you know, like paint, you know, or like, you know, doing something that would be oh, even it would more smash, it would smash their car. Oh, I know. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> well, that's not hard, that, yeah, but that's it wouldn't still... like smash it and get paint on it or it wouldn't <laughs> get paint all over the street or, you know, Wait, what if paint are you talking about? What about filling it with oh, solid Sorry, there was concrete? A, there was another there was another discussion oh, somebody about else paint. said do paint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which would then splatter. Ooh, the car. I like that idea. But then now then you stay in the street. Right. That's what I'm saying. I don't want to yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah. You know, because then you're that guy. And then you got to then you have then like the whole uh, argument about putting explosive devices <laughs> in it. Like that's that's a little too. Yeah, a little no, too that was that was Rachel when people were illegally dumping in our church. She wanted to put a Claymore mine. No, she wanted to first put uh, uh, spike strips. Yeah. And then we're talking about Claymore Mines. Um, but alas. So, so we're up at church because we're, we're live streaming and we're practicing. And Chris comes up with the idea, like, we got to have a stakeout. Um, and I was like, I was thinking about doing something, you know, just sitting out and trying to figure something out. Um, and I also inquired with our neighbor. Uh, we have great neighbors. And they have a, a camera that was pointed directly like at their porch for like, you know, packages and to see who's at the front door kind of thing. Um, but it, the camera wasn't pointed out, like couldn't see the street. So they redirected the camera out to the street for us. Um, and then I, I wrangled up you guys on Chris's recommendation of doing the stakeout. And we were set up in all different points of the neighborhood. Oh, this, it was official. It was official. I made a map. I, I was going to make sure you mentioned the map. Yeah, you, I made you, you, a map. And, uh, car one, car, car two, yeah. car three, <laughs> using Google Earth satellite imagery. Yeah, it was great. Um, and you went and you made sure the neighbors knew that we were going to be parked that in front was, of the property? I was going to say that. I was like, in hindsight, <laughs> we might have want to let the neighbors know because now we have three guys creepily at you know 1030 at night just sitting outside their house. In a quarantine oh. period. In a quarantine period. I was a bit sketched out. The, yeah. The neighbors definitely I had to move the one time. Yeah. Because yeah. Millicent um, I was looking only, out the window. I was only a little saddened that, you know, in, in this age of cell phones, we didn't have to use walkie-talkies. Like, I, I kind of wanted to, you know. <laughs> over. Eric, yeah. I'm in position. Car one in position. But the, that, to me, was the most surreal part is we had, we had the phone line open with the four of us on there. Yeah. And, like, you could, like... I'm sitting there and I hear Jay start to speak. They're coming. There's cars coming really fast. And then I see the car in front, like, turn down your like, street. The car. That's I was like, that's the car about. that Jay was talking about. <laughs> it's like seeing a guy on the news and then meeting him in real life. And then you hear and then you hear Eric go, that's it. They yeah, did it, guys. They, they, they did it. They got it. They got it. I think that was Eric's exact um, cadence. <laughs> so, well, hang on. So before, before we get to that, because I, I want to talk about where Chris was. Chris was positioned outside in, the neighborhood, outside the neighborhood, <laughs> a, 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 across the street. But you could see the entrance. Right. To, to watch the entrance to Eric's neighborhood. But the person now they came up from behind you. But it's, the thing about that street, mm-hmm. it's a dead end. On, it's a dead end. Did you notice them come in? 
Or were I you did. Just there like, were a couple cars that came in, came and in, I just, yeah. you know, I was trying to. <laughs> I, I Not was look trying suspicious. To, yeah, I was trying to keep a low profile, so I. I wasn't staring, you know, I, I just figured it was people coming home from work or whatever. Yeah. But um, I would say two or three cars over the 20 minutes I was sitting there came yeah. into that street. And then right around, what time was it? Like 1025, 1030? Not yeah, later than that. Yeah, somewhere around there. This SUV came up behind me. And I mean, I couldn't tell exactly what it was. I, I knew it was it was bigger than my vehicle. Is it Lexus? <laughs> Pretty sure it was. was it Acura. I think it was an Acura. And um, just sort of sat in the middle of the road behind where I was parked for about 20 seconds. And I thought for sure, oh, they're they're, they're calling the cops on me. They right. know that I'm some you weirdo. Know, weirdo sitting and outside. And you're in your Tesla, which <laughs> yeah. stands out a bit. Right, right, right. It's a pretty sleek looking car. It's, sure. It, it's black, which I was hoping would help. Okay, I'm going to blend in. You know, nobody's really... <laughs> Don't- I'm in, I'm in stealth mode here, but no, I and I'm sh- for sure thinking, oh man, they yeah. they see me, they're they're sitting there right now getting my license plate number, right. but I don't know what they were really doing. Maybe they were just prepping for what they were about to do. Yeah, all right. And it had nothing to do with me because I, you know after about twenty seconds of that, they whipped around me and just tore into your neighborhood. Tore into the neighborhood, and then Jay. Well, they says, came flying down the main street, down and I'm the, like, that's got to be them. Yeah. So I moved up to go past where they would come back out. Yeah. Because the whole point is we're trying to get their license plate number. Right. And see them. And shoot their tires out with my truck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was funny. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. We were, I was encouraged to not bring the shotgun. <laughs> uh, but sure enough, it was them. Jay was right. They come flying flying down the street. and uh, But the thing that was different this time is they didn't hit it with the car. They actually, there was a person in the passenger side that opened the door and like tipped the garbage can over and then the other thing that was different this time is they hit our neighbor on uh, you know the next neighbor that they that they passed they hit that garbage can they tipped it over too and uh, so they were trying to do it sneakily this time i think like so. they had they they had a, a something in the back of their brain that was telling them don't okay. be so obvious right but what, but what says more obvious than three times in a row but, yeah. you hit the same house wow. like that's do better. Um, oh, we were ready. We were ready. We were, I mean, so I, I want this is what I want you guys to talk about because you. So you, then you guys take off. So I let them pull past me, and I pull up behind them. And you know, Rachel and I talked about it. And Joe begged to go, so we let Joe go with us, and which ended up being perfect because yeah, Joe, goodness. old eagle-eyed Joe, old eagle-eyed Joe. We get up to the stop sign, and Joe nails their license plate and starts reciting it. And of course, because he's brilliant. No problem, remembers it. And then Chris follows in behind him. And for lack of making a long story far longer, uh, Chris, myself, and Brian begin to chase this car all over the greater sub, not suburbs, but this greater area. Yeah. And I would love to have a sit down conversation with them yeah. because it had to, because again, it's a quarantine period. There are no cars out. I mean, I'm making three point turns on Logi road. Yeah. We're, I'm yelling at Chris. He's coming this way, Brian, they're coming back <laughs> up this way. And you it, get out of your car. I, I like, I, I was going to ram them. Like they're, I see them coming back towards me and I was like, do I like, pull, do I cross the line and get and in the middle of the road them. and block them? So I just, I did stop my car. I put my, like right in the middle of my side of the road. So if a car came, I'd have been in probably trouble. I put my flashers on. 
time, get out of the car. Like I open my door as they drive past me and just like stare at them as they go past me. <laughs> Except I didn't see anything. We never saw <laughs> who they were. I also and didn't I, get the license plate. And then I chased them all the way down. And meanwhile, here's my son who is 17 years old, has his learner's permit, and I am not exactly <laughs> obeying <laughs> most of the, the rules. Not of that the we're road. recommending vigilante justice. No, but, because uh, all we wanted to do was see their face. Because then we finally, you know, we, they got away after I chased them several more times. And we come back, and the police officer says to Eric, hey, you gave us a license plate, but unless they confess, we can't prove who was in the car. Well, okay, so... And like, policeman like, number two. The policeman number two is not my favorite policeman I've ever met. This guy... Why don't you just move your garbage cans? And, like, you know... Oh, he didn't arrest us for being out in quarantine. Didn't even mention it. All right, and... It was uh, essential what we were doing, let's be honest. Exactly. This um, was quite early on, though. Real early. There were not but we a were lot still of rules bored. This was like two or three weeks in, and no, we were this like, "This was when it was kind of hammered down, though." Right. It was. This it was, was locked down. This was super locked down. Um, but unless you're on a caper. <laughs> but the, like the cop, I was like, because he was like, well, "What do you want to do?" And I'm like, "Well," and at one point he's like, "You're not going to take matters into your own hands, well, are yeah, you?" Right. Right. Because well, he like, said what no. street it was. Yeah. Uh, right. And and I said I can't remember where that was, but then I I do I do remember. It's where over it near was. me because Jay was like, "You're going to drive over there, aren't you?" I no, said, you yep. didn't even. Do, we made eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> you going? You going? And you I had, had a conversation. I definitely did. Uh, <laughs> um, but and I don't want to give too many things away because I don't want to you know blow up their spot as it right, were. But we right. did. But they did confess. Right, and what? I, but I do want to say about this this policeman, and I'm you know I'm pro good cop. I'll say that, um, but. He he was just so like, I don't want to deal with this, you know, like, and I'm like, dude, this is the third time I've been hit. It feels targeted. I don't, I'm uncomfortable. Well, you said, I just wanted to stop. I just wanted to stop. I said, I don't want to press charges. I just want it to stop. Like they haven't caused any damage yet. So let's, let's stop it right there. Um. So yeah, he, they did get a confession over the phone Um. and they were people that, we're just hitting garbage cans out every week. Same garbage cans. It ended up being a very sad situation. Yeah. When I said earlier, hurt people do hurtful things. These people are hurting. We've, we we figured out who they were. There's no connection to Eric, to anybody. No, I've but never heard because, of these people in my life. Because we know people, we know people. And the reason why I know, I know their names, because I have the police report from... And just sit outside. Well, that's the other you know. thing. I was like, he was like, so do you want me to write up a report? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you do. <laughs> so you really had a high need uh, for security in that time period. Yeah. And I like, I don't have like, like for me, I don't feel like I have like a lot of like physical security needs. Like I, there's emotional security that I that I struggle with. Like I need I need to be cool with you and like you know I just need to know that we're okay. That kind right. of emotional security. But like if the door is unlocked, okay, you know like that doesn't really bother me. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. So this was just like a whole new level for me, and I went into like a mode where I was like, okay, well I want to protect Amy, some the husband. I want to protect Mags. You figured yeah, out what the level was that had to happen for your need for security to sort of kick in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Because, like, two times feels targeted. Three times, what's going on? You know? And now I feel like... 
I need to do something. So we have cameras now. FYI. Yeah. If everybody wants to be really funny. Yeah. But I bring that up to say during that same time period, um, I think everybody's needs were greater. And we talk on this show about your emotional needs. And if they're not met, very often we try to get them met. And when they're not met, that's a hurt. When an emotional need is taken from you or simply not met, that's when you say something hurt your feelings. So what I want to do in the last few minutes of this time here is uh, to go over each of the emotional needs. And yours is an exception. Not many people went through what you went through. Right. That is not a normal pandemic problem. No. Um, So number one is acceptance. And so, again, we're looking at how would you be hurt in the last three months by not having this need met? Or how might you have gone about getting this need met? Does that make sense? I think so, but I have to identify what acceptance means. Well, I'll start with acceptance is being loved even though you have screwed up. It is not being accepted into a group. It's being accepted even though you've made a mistake. Does that make sense? Yes. That's the emotional need of acceptance. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, like maybe, you know, in a time like this, maybe you walked up to somebody a little too close. That certainly could be the case. You know, and then you, you, but then you have to feel like, and, and you offended the other person, right? Like you, you, well, people are being offended a lot lately. Right. So if you have a high need for acceptance, you're on pins and needles. Right. Because no matter what you do is wrong. And that's me. Because like I was trying to navigate Home Depot <laughs> with and your like, 12, oh with your my po- gosh, like fence posts. And yes. And I just didn't. Sorry. Right. I didn't want to like, it's not like you can come close to me. Like I'm, I'm fine. And that's, you know, and that's me. But I don't want to, I want to respect everybody else and not be the issue. Like, I just want to get into Home Depot and get home, you know, and not create a scene. Or, but imagine being in a home, trapped in a home with a family, and maybe it's a spousal situation where you're always feeling like you're the screw up. Or, you know, or you have different viewpoints of, whether or not you should go out to the store once a week, twice a week, three times a week, or go to work or work from home or, and all of a sudden you're now always at odds with the person in your house. So you never have peace because normally you see them eh, twice a day. Mm-hmm. How often do you, right. how often right. do you screw up in twice a day? Right. Now you're there all day, every day and you're homeschooling. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I not help them do their work? Oh, should I have done this? And Oh, who's taking care of the kids? And so I think that would be it. I don't know necessarily what you would do in this time period to get that need met. I mean, you're, you're over communicating. I mean, a lot of this comes back to online stuff. I think a lot of people have been a lot more online. Sure. Mm-hmm. But I mean, how would you go about meeting that emotional need? If you were, if you had a high need for acceptance, how did this affect you in getting that need met? That'd be hard. That'd be real hard. You might withdraw. That doesn't get the need met. Right. Well, but, but I'm it, saying it protects tenden- you. It protects you from having to deal with anything. Right. Right. So number two is affection. The, I mean, I've, I talked about it. Well, I don't know where, I guess the Bible studies are in the sermon, but imagine the people who live alone, mm. you know, whether they be, well, I don't care. I was going to say senior citizens, but it doesn't matter. Right. Whatever age you are, you live alone and you have a high need for affection and you shut it down. Mm-hmm. And you ain't getting, you know, Right, you, you might you're, you might be going to the bars every you know night or weekend or whatever to get that affection to get that met. Right, right. But so now you can't even do that. Not at all. And there's no hugs. Right. You know, right. Not, no right. There's not. Yeah. No. No agreeing. We know somebody you. very close to us, and 
I know they have a high need for affection. And, man, I feel just so bad. Right. To be so alone. And, I mean, I know we can all be alone emotionally, and maybe that's kind of the same thing. But I just... It's, it's, that's, that's like true quarantine. Right. Like to be right. Right. Solitary literally by stuff. yourself. Yeah. And then no matter what your emotional need is, it doesn't matter. It's not met. Right. It's not met. Right. Well, and that's when all of a sudden you're making 20 phone calls a day mm-hmm. or you are making 25 posts a day. Right. Well, and you're, you know, I've, I know those people. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're making a post every five minutes because, you know, you know and that comes back to attention, which we'll get to in a minute. But affection. Hey, just checking in on you guys. Okay. I mean, you know, you guys FaceTime. I mean, you might have been zooming out the out the wazoo. If you had a high need for affection, because at least you get the I love yous. Right. And, and the attention, you know, that and, verbal. And the, and the emotional connection yeah. that you didn't have otherwise. Right. But you're um, not getting the handshakes, you're not getting the hugs, you're not getting you right. know, any of that. And also, I mean, not to make this this the saddest portion of the podcast we've had, but imagine a husband and a wife um, where one of them, the wife has a high need for affection and the husband doesn't. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're with each other all day, every day. And it's getting worse and worse. Um, the next one is appreciation. You're not doing much during a quarantine period. So if you really thrive on doing things for people, Mm. that ain't getting met. (laughs) You know, if you're think of your job, if you take pride in your job and you got laid off and you love people saying, oh, you're the best. Mm -hmm. That ain't getting that done. Yeah. Talk about feeling (laughs) underappreciated. Or just lack. I mean, just. I know. I thought you were going to be like, let me tell you about me. No, no. (laughs) Just that. Yeah, like getting furloughed or These whatever. Kids and like, never thank me. You 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 think that you're 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 contributing. You are um, being appreciated by your boss or your you know your coworkers, and all of a sudden, oh wow, I guess I I was the first guy to go or something. You know what mm. I mean? Like that's mm. yeah. And then you might want to fill that need by getting super involved in whatever you could. You know, I mean, your dad. You know, I don't know if we've ever done if he's ever taken the emotional needs uh, inventory. Um, questionnaire, but no, he has not. But I would think he'd have some level of a need for appreciation. Yeah. And my man was out working the food banks yep. three, four, five days a week. Yeah. You yep. might have been the one making the runs for food for people, checking in on the senior citizens. You know, I know people that's got a high need for appreciation. And so they went into service mode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, to get that. I appreciate those people. True. Yeah. No, good. Now they know that. Yeah. Um, attention. This one's simple. I mean, if, if you're locked down, you didn't get much. Right. Um, and that's probably where you're jumping online and, and blowing up whatever, you know, comment section that you're coming into or. Right. Whatever opinion you have about what's going on right now. You're letting it be known. Right. Yeah. You need to be heard. You need to be heard. You need to know that you're heard. Yeah. <laughs> and everywhere you go, as you start to open up, you're telling people about whatever. <laughs> you're in line at the grocery store. I mean, I, even though I'm a guy who likes this, may shock you. But I like me some attention. But I was in some lines in some grocery stores where I'm like, buddy, we're not friends. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I'll talk to you a little bit, but you know, he's mother he's mother effing somebody in line that's taking a long time, and I'm like, I, you just I, it's, yeah. it's not the mask, it's just you, man. I don't. <laughs> um, which then, to a degree, goes to uh, the emotional need of I call it belonging. It's a pro- approval or blessing, but it's belonging, being a part of something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, th- again. Uh, Chris, you had a really good point on that. Speak to that where that need is not being met in that time period. You had a really interesting insight. Well, and this emotional need is definitely it's it's one of my the greatest greatest needs. 
um, emotionally. That's oh, how that that's works. That's why they call it that. Crazy. Uh, but yeah, that's when when you need belonging, when you need to know that you are part, are of, part of a group. And it's almost like it ties into security for me in the sense that well, like, I'm the same I want to feel the same way. safe with my you know group of friends and know that I'm we are. I'm in a group and I'm safe in the group. Yeah. So the first one is right. I'm in a group. That's the belonging. I'm safe in the group. That's the emotional security. Okay. And and like if if you're quarantined and you are not seeing your friends or you're you know, my brain would immediately go to, why well, I, I think we're still friends. I I, I I I mean I think we're okay and we could talk on the phone or whatever I guess. But it's not, not the, the same, same as like the camaraderie that you would get. Um, Maybe when you did a stakeout. Uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Caper. Caper. Yeah. And it was Chris's idea to do that. It was. <laughs> Crazy how that came about. He manipulated us to get his needs met. Uh, I feel you. That was a good night. But we all had fun, didn't we? We sure did. Everybody but Ben. <laughs> oh, poor Ben. That's a hurt. That's oh, be in the letter. Will, that's going to be in the letter. <laughs> Just for My the record, dad. Ben was yeah. not allowed to go. My uh, Joe mom. was. But Ben has been assured he's allowed to go on the next, <laughs> the next. paper. <laughs> We gotta Whenever make, some, it happens. We'll make something up. Yeah, that, we need to make something happen. That's when we find out who's stealing Mr. Mayberry's newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll stake it out. But that's a good point. Um, and, and again, this goes to your point on attention. Mm-hmm. That's why you're like, Team Mask. Yeah, everybody's with me because I'm doing it for your protection. Mm-hmm. Or I'm on Team Shame People Who Wear Masks or Who Are Scared. I'm on Team Whatever. Whether it be in line, like my man in line in the store was trying to be like, team, that guy is a jerk. And I'm like, I don't know you. I don't know that guy. I'm not on your team. Matt. But he's trying to coalition build and, and be a part of something. Uh, comfort, that one's real easy too. You know, If you have a high need for comfort, whenever anything's wrong, you need somebody to come alongside you. If you is all alone, they ain't coming. Right. And you got to spend a lot. And so to get that need met, you're spending a lot more time on the phone, a lot more time reaching out, a lot more time telling your story. And that's one of those times, and I'm doing this in church, um, where emotional needs get confusing. You know, you might think it's attention because you keep telling your story. But actually, it's comfort because you want someone to hear your story Mm. and come alongside you. Mm -hmm. So it's not necessarily attention because they don't like the attention, but they want the comfort. If they don't have a high need for attention, this is going to get confusing. But they do have a high need for comfort. It becomes very conflicting for them because they want people to know their story. They just don't want to be known that that's their story. Yeah. Um, By the way, Paul Peachy said hi. Mr. Paul Peachy. Paul Peachy. I just asked about him. He said, hello, gentlemen. And Brian here. Oh. Boom. Roasted. Damn. Damn. You know what's out there? You know what you got. (laughs) (laughs) You know what you got. See, I, I, you said it you the know, wrong you way know originally. A, you know what's out there. You know what you got. I, the way I, I believe said. Mr. Paul Peachy would confirm that. You know oh, what's I, out there. You but know what in you my got. mind, different. I got you. Encouragement. Now, encouragement is saying, I believe in you. You can do it. You know, other than getting through this, there was nothing to, that you could do. Right. <laughs> you know, no one's saying, hey, you're going to do great at work this week. Well, what about, we're all in this together. <laughs> we're all in this together. <laughs> Wait. Time stamp that Brian made it. How many <laughs> minutes in before it all blew up? But what's your point with it? Because that's encouragement. Uh huh. But how does that affect somebody who has a high need? Was that would that meet their needs? I don't know. It wouldn't meet mine. No, no. Oh well. And it from my re- opinion, my, so that. this is my opinion, not of lunchtime in room Inc. <laughs> or whatever, or of any of our um, sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Um, my my thing is we're all in this together. My opinion is no, we're not. Um, I oh, will. You with a twenty month. I believe in my individual freedom, and I will take care of me and my family the way I see fit. So it's disrespectful to say we're all in this together when I don't completely agree with other with other ways that people are handling it. Let mm-hmm. alone we all have different resources. We have different um, advantages and disadvantages. Yeah, but that's right. you not needing that emotion of you know and that that could cover a lot of the emotions at least they're like i i think for some what i'm saying is for some people that could have been a like a theme a mantra oh we are all in this together if you had a high right need it could be i'm it, saying it's a it's a disrespect oh, me too. To me, like, right? like, yeah I'm like well because right. neither one of you really have a high need for encouragement although you do to some degree yeah don't you yeah right um not like that though no <laughs> because i think if you really were scared and and needing some encouragement that message might help. Right. And that goes back to like security. Like if you have a high need for security, you know, in this pandemic, some people like this is kind of triggered that like it is scary to some people. And I, and I totally understand that. And you know, terrifying. I people, want you man. to right, and, and that's legit because they have a high need for security. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, that's certainly the one. Did we move on to that, or did we just no? We, not. we were, were finishing. We were finishing. We were finishing encouragement. Okay. That somebody like, who is struggling, right, and they, has a high need for encouragement, right, to hear we're all in this together, right. Um, but I think also, you know, so much of this is just checking in with loved ones. That if you needed, you know, if you were struggling, and you had that need for encouragement, you were going to reach out a lot more, and hopefully somebody might encourage you. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The next one is respect. Um, boy, that's that's the. That's that's the emotional need of our day and age, man. Um, no, it was a hard. It had to be a very difficult period. No matter what, I mean, because I know we know as still we sit here right now, it still we is. Can, we're still in. Oh, right? Yeah, <laughs> we can list people that I mentioned earlier on Team Mask and Safety and Team Freedom and um, Government Overreach, right? Mm-hmm. And I know, we know people on both teams who yes. have high needs for respect. Mm-hmm. And they're they're just blowing up. Mm-hmm. They are blowing up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how they get that need met is once again telling their story. Mm-hmm. And 99% of it's online, but it's also in line. But I would argue with you they're not getting it met. It's the way they're handling it. I did not mean to say that. I okay. would agree with that. Okay. They're it's be it's not being met and they're being hurt yeah. because of each other. Because <laughs> how dare the other person? Right. It's like this not value me and, and in my need inception. And the, and the facts, logic, and reason like it's it's to the nth degree right now. Right? Like, like how dare you not respect science? Which science are you talking about? This side or that side? The government only picks one side. You and your conspiracy theory, and we're just blowing up with disrespect yeah. all over the place. Right. Right. Yep. For those of you who are listening but not watching, I was using two different hands to just say uh, the two different people. Yeah. I saw so, it. Yeah. <laughs> now, security. <laughs> ah. Both physical and emotional security. Well, I was Chris, say you are locked and loaded. Well, that's just the one for right now, right? Pandemic, quarantine. All scary. Oh, it's, all scary it's words. no need for, I, like, I'm like. Pff, I, I know, know, yeah. I'll go, I'll go like a signpost, which I actually did. <laughs> a signpost. Oh, you just did, actually. a just point. point. Um, but I know I'm just, but people in general, mm-hmm. you know, that, oh, that, yeah, from an outsider perspective, like that's, businesses that need continuity and, and, and I'm sorry. No, it, no, you're but not it, giving him the respect. I'm not. It, it <laughs> seems like, you know, the people who are 
for example, driving with masks on in their cars, um, whatever it might be. But that that sense of security when when everything around us is changing and we're just trying to hold on to some sense of normalcy and um, we don't know if we're going to lose our job and everything. The need for security exists in both arguments and both teams because it's either I need to be safe from this disease. I don't want grandma. Remember, nobody cares about grandpa. I don't want grandma to get sick. I need my job. I need my freedom. Mm -hmm. I need my, you know, uh, sense of well-being and I, I need my purpose. I need my other needs to be met and they're not because the government is over. So both mm-hmm. teams, if you have a high need for security, it wasn't getting met. Right. right. And, you know, and then go into some of hmm. the um, uh, consequences, the unintended consequences. And you look at relationships where there is no security and they're locked into a house. You lock, you go into a relationship of, a dad who's lost his job, a mom who's not working and they're fighting and they have kids and they're not, mm-hmm. there's a whole lot of lack of security and how you get into met. You ain't right. I mean, if you have a honey for well, security, there's no out. And man, like it's, it's gotten bad. There's been so many yep. suicides and you know, all yep. the, collateral da- the collateral damage from this is, it's, it's unbelievable. And, and the kids that are just going to grow up with so much fear mm-hmm. and insecurity. Yeah. And if I may be a pastor for a minute, sure. That's the one thing that I think has been overwhelming to me. Like if you look at all of those needs, and the last one we left out, by the way, is support, which is, I don't want to say it's the opposite of encouragement, but instead of saying you can do it, it's let me help you do it. Right, but you can't let anybody come over and help you do anything right now. So you're kind of <laughs> SOL. Yeah. Um, but once again, you can reach out and you know verbally get help and things like that. Out of all of these emotional needs, there's very little help for security. If we look at, well, how did you get that need met? Uh, my odds are you didn't. I didn't. <laughs> you didn't. You delved into stats and you delved into article after article. I mean, you know, I, I've been amazed over the last week that I haven't gotten as many texts, you know, from Brian and, and Eric to a degree and some from Chris. Like there was days where it was boom, look yeah. at this article, boom, look at this article. Because like if I, if I can control this in my mind, yep. then I feel a little bit secure. But of course, that didn't satiate either. It right. just goes into the next day. Or, there, or there's the numb, you know, like the, the, the amount of people drinking alcohol or, or you know, getting into that now. Sure. You're you trying know. to get some security into that, numbing it up, everything and, right, else. Right. You're not finding it anywhere else. And when I say maybe a pastor is, what amazes me in this whole time period is the only truth that there is is what I find in, in the Bible. Because there's no truth anywhere else. Right. There's mm-hmm. no security in anything other for me as a pastor than my relationship with Christ. Right. There's, there's, and who was it that said to me? It was Brenda Tremblay. She said, my whole policy is trust in Jesus and try to be smart or try to be cautious. She goes, that's my summarization of the last three months. Mm. And I'm like, it's not a bad way to it's go. It's not a bad way to go. I mean, Keep I, it don't simple, know. Stupid. I don't know that you can do better. I don't think you can do better. That's but awesome. some people, some people can. And while you guys bring up your, your do betters right now, uh, we each uh, week we, we talk about how people can do better. And it's usually like in an outlandish way. Um, people going crazy and throwing sp- cans of spaghettios at somebody else, things like that. Like, where? Like, how did it get to this point where we're throwing canned goods? At I'll each start there. So, Jay, please take it. Do better. May nineteenth, Instagram model Shilpa Sethi. You guys know her. Uh, <laughs> oh, right. Follow her religiously. Botched butt lift, left her unable to sit for months. Uh, oh, oh man. man. 
An Instagram model says a botched Brazilian butt lift. Oh. But I well, my question is: is can she not hit, sit because it hurts, or can she not sit because it's not shaped right now? <laughs> And, like, if she were to sit down, she would just, like, slip off of a if chair. If I was going to be the narrator, I'd say, why don't you just let me read? <laughs> right, right. Sorry. She was unable to sit for, no, a Brazilian butt lift. My question is, was it in Brazil or is mm. it a Brazilian butt lift? Whatever that it's is. It's a thing. For six months. It was very painful. Uh, Shilpa Sethi, who has led with her mammoth backside in sexy photos to land <laughs> 1.2 million followers wow. on her site, said to on the site, Instagram, said to the Daily Mail, the 25 year old New Delhi woman said she spent $10,000 to get the booty boosting surgery in Miami five years ago. I've always admired a curvy body and I was very flat at first, said the influencer who explained that her, her enhanced assets are key uh. to make her making a living, which includes an X-rated, oh, website only accessible for a fee. Unfortunately, well, the doctor, the unfortunately, <laughs> the doctor turned out to be a bum, she said. <laughs> ha, I get it, bum. She said the butt lift, which involved taking fat from her waist and injecting it into her bottom, left her with a lopsided backside. So and it was both. Excruciating It was pain. both. She, now the problem is going to be finding the person to make her the right kind of chairs. Yes. Shilpa, Shilpa's doctor, people who wrote this article, all three of you, <laughs> yeah. do better. Do better. Wait, we have some can't do betters, don't we? Yeah, Just we always sure. end with a can't do yeah. better. I got that one. Okay. So you, well, you go next, B. Don't we have another do better? Yours is can't do better, right? Mine's uh, mine's a debate, so maybe yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go at the end. Oh, are we both debating? Oh. Well, I'll, I'm the... Let's go the in-between ones. Let's do yours next. Yeah. What do you have? I'm done. Okay. Uh, yeah. I have a can't do better, but we can leave. Yeah, you go, B. Are we calling it what we said we're going to call it? Or? Oh, sure. Well, we're not sure. See, sometimes it's do better. Sometimes it's can't do better. And so, you know, what I don't Other know what it is. <laughs> what are we doing? What What are we doing? I don't know. <laughs> Korean soccer club apologizes for putting sex dolls in seats. That's a headline. That's the headline. A south, and we, I'll, I'll share the picture. It's so expensive. <laughs> right? Oh. A South Korean one. soccer no, not club. Not sex robots. That's true. A south, a south Korean soccer club has apologized after being. So South Korea started to allow um, like their leagues to come back. This is like a premier league. So obviously they're not playing with people in the stands. But to simulate it, they've, they've put things in the How stands. How much money did that cost? A South Korean soccer club has apologized for being accused of putting sex dolls in empty seats during a match Sunday in Seoul. In a statement, FC Seoul expressed sincere remorse over the controversy but insisted that it used mannequins, not sex dolls, to mimic a home crowd during its one nothing win over Guangzhou FC at the Seoul World Cup Stadium. I had Guangzhou plus one and a half, so I still won. Um, so basically the whole article goes on to say that the, uh, you know. Bad look. It was a bad look, and but just, just where are we? Where you're having a, a, a professional league, you can't bring actual people to watch, so you're putting mannequins or <laughs> your next maybe best even idea. sex dolls, and then above <laughs> the sex dolls, there's like another row of seats, and it's just cardboard cutouts of people like waving and, and like cheering and stuff. I mean, it, it looks is like, innovative, so under two degree, it's a can't do. It looks like 1998 Madden, but but given that, I want to. <laughs> Now that's funny. I yeah. want to do. I want to insert a brief. Can't do better in that same vein. Which I saw a tweet of a guy that I follow who's a pastor on Twitter, and he goes up to preach on a Sunday 
um, recently, uh, now about a month ago. Um, obviously, he's just being recorded. And I hear his wife say, they're all here. And then he breaks down sobbing. And in the pews were the pictures of all his the people that go oh, to that man. church. That's beautiful. And mm. I and that, on the one hand, can't do better. On the other hand, I was like, I would be like, hmm, ah, it took you a long time to do that. Like, like I would be like, I don't know that I would have wept. <laughs> It's a I lot don't of know. ink. Maybe lot. he loves his people more than I do. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> did you do that on the church copier? Because that's like 50 cents a piece. I don't. So <laughs> we're, we're heartless. That's can't do better for him and maybe do better for me. I don't know. So, right. You have another one that's a little confusing. Yeah. So this one, and we, we have a debate, and maybe you can tell us in the comments what you think it is. It's either do better or it can't do better. So there's a death metal band. <laughs> Forgot about this. Called Death Angel. Ah, yeah. And their drummer. Unfortunately, of course, had con- contracted coronavirus and actually went into a, a respiratory coma. And when he woke up, the report is that, you know, he said uh, during his coma, he was visited by Satan. Hmm. And now when you think coronavirus is your rock bottom. <laughs> right. But now g- good news. I don't he 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 thinks Satan is not quite as cool as he used to be <laughs> most people who meet him i believe have that opinion but you gotta yes. just, you gotta describe what satan did to him in this coma dream oh i didn't see it oh i just see it on twitter so oh so from what i understand satan who was a woman yep turned him into job of the hut oh yeah <laughs> and like made him puke out like guts, like all of his guts, like uh-huh. very painful, uh-huh. very painful puking. So he's not sure. After so he's that. not sure that Satan. <laughs> he's, a, he's like, I mean, I kind of like that she kind of was rough. He's with still, me. he's still gonna, he's still gonna play satanic music though. <laughs> so well, that's why I'm like, I feel like that's a do better, well, bro. And that's why it's a debate. Okay, so is it okay? He's coming around and not not being a satanist as much, and that's. I just love. I just love the story. I just it can't do better. Just it's so funny and bizarre to me. I know the guy went through some crap, but to hear the story, like uh, that's just wonderful to me. I just think it's so funny. <laughs> it's so weird. So bizarre. He was Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> right, right. The dream is out of this world. I hate it when they do that. So good. Right. Um. So which we leaves like us to with a bona fide can't do better. The way we like to end it on a good note, just like uh, John Krasinski. Um. We thought of it first. We were doing this uh, first. <laughs> uh, so this is a really heartwarming story. A young girl with a big heart has found just the way to cheer up other kids stuck at home during the pandemic. Chelsea Fair, a 10-year-old from Danbury, Connecticut, has sent more than 1,500 children in homeless shelters and foster care homes art kits to give them something uplifting to do when they're feeling down. Mm. The kits, which include... Markers, crayons, paper, coloring books, colored pencils, and gel pens are sent to schools and shelters across the country as part of Chelsea's Charity, an organization founded by Chelsea and her parents. Since she was seven, she was begging me to begging me and her dad to start a charity. Candace Fair. <laughs> That's what mom, I was doing. I was seven. Right. Told CNN. She was so persistent. Every couple of months, she would ask, are we starting Chelsea's Charity yet? When she was turning 10, she asked us, and we decided it was time to go for it. The rising sixth, sixth grader launched Chelsea's Charity on her birthday in August 2019 when she asked 
party guest to donate art supplies instead of getting her birthday gifts. After wow. her birthday party, Chelsea used the donation donations to send out to her first her first forty art kits to a homeless shelter in New York. The family then set set up a Amazon wish list full of art supplies. Every time they get enough donations, they pack up the kits and deliver them to the kids in person. That's pretty cool. In just the five months, Chelsea and her mom sent out nearly a thousand kits to children in homeless shelters, foster care homes, women's shelters, and schools impacted by gun violence. So uh, wow. that's just the beginning of the article. There are some, some more things to it. I encourage you to read it. It's awesome. But We'll link to it. Chelsea, can't do better. Way to go. And their parents, too. Like, her parents are invested That's an in undertaking. That, you know? right. mean, that's it's not, that's right. a lot. Yeah, it's not just, you know, there is work to be done. But that's yeah. awesome. That's awesome that they're helping her. Yeah, and seeing it through and absolutely, it's great. It's so it's heartwarming. I'm sure they know good, that yeah. those things are happening out yeah. there. You know, and the parents are probably people. like the parents are probably like, wow, we must be doing something right. Yeah, that's <laughs> the way I would feel like something's yeah. something's clicking. We can't yeah. keep saying no. Our kids, <laughs> you know, you know those parents. At one point, they said like when she was misbehaving. All right, then we're not going to deliver your art supplies. <laughs> <laughs> Say goodbye. No, no, no. Say goodbye to Chelsea's charity. Timmy's Sorry. not going to get those gel pens. I'm going to take that wish lift off Amazon. People <laughs> hey, won't but be speaking of moms, that was sent to us. By the great Sally Hurst. Oh, so we want to give her credit was for a that. Good find, Sally. Sal Pal. Sal Pal. Um, but yeah, that's how we like to send it off. So, Brian, would you like to take us out this week? Absolutely. That is our show, episode 70, Pandemic Emotions. Um, again, you can like us, join us. Um, lunchtimeinrealm.com is our hub. That's where you can find everything. Please also, uh, we do. Um, do Facebook Live every week too. So if you want more of a visual, um, you know, you could be interactive either way. But Facebook Live, um, you know, it's it's a little bit of a different dimension. So we encourage you to, um, you know, sign up there, and and then when we go live, you'll get a notification to your Facebook. Um, we also do have the relational needs questionnaire out at lunchtimeinrome.com. We do encourage you to take that. Find out what your high, low end. It's going to help you understand yourself. It's going to help you understand other people better. And in, in that understanding, it's going to help you to relate more to, to relate better to yourself and to relate better to other people. So um, please go out and do that at lunchtimeinrome.com. Um, and I, I guess with that, we're going to wrap it up. So I'm going to pass it over to Eric. Bye. See you, everybody. See you next week. Bye. Oh, yay, veggie doodles. Here After we go. <laughs> Foot washing. Here we go. <laughs> Drip from your lips like molasses. <laughs> Name the episode. Yes. <laughs> Buddy, we're not friends. We're all in this together. Keeping you on the nip. Uh-huh.